0: Coming to you live, this is your MTG Action 4 News Team. Hello, this is MTG Action 4 News, your news team for keeping things fresh in the multiverse. I'm Mr. Combo number 5, providing you new ways to lose your friends. Then we have Big Tuck, your breaking news source.
1: Yes, and as Mr. Combo often says when he's playing his Empress Galena deck, I'll have what you're having.
0: And it tastes so good.
1: <laughs> Squeamy Gee getting caught up in Meta Traffic with
0: the Weatherlight. Well, looks like the reforged Weatherlight Chopper 13 couldn't <laughs> withstand the decayed zombies. Oh. Potentially, Mr. T and Squee Gee can be risen from the Dark Realm and rejoin the team in the future. But for this brief moment in history, it is time for the not-so-accurate set review of... Crimson Vow. Bum,
1: bum, 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 bum. We're back already. Right. Here we are. Huh. I know <laughs> uh, uh, it's an emergency months.
0: broadcast. Uh, I don't know if we could call it an emergency though. When uh, new sets are coming out uh, <laughs> once every two weeks, that I, seems much like the boy who cried wolf.
1: My uh, my friends that I play with here were like, "Aren't you excited about spoiler season?" And I was like, "I don't think it's a season when it changes every two weeks. Like literally every two weeks." So. Here we are. Did you get your invitation, though, is my question, to the Grand soirée? You know, soiree. I didn't. I didn't, and I think it's part of my beef.
0: The hell, bro? Werewolves? I'm, I'm giving my overall impression right now. Werewolves got screwed. Uh, well, in this absolutely. set, or in general? This set, because this was the last chance to get oh. proper, proper werewolves for Innistrad. You know, uh, Midnight Hunt? didn't really uh hit the mark i would say there right. were some cool where there were some cool ones and there's definitely some cool ones in this but nothing i mean even the commander
1: precons there is no werewolf precon that's what blew just, that's that's what really blew my mind on that and i think like they kind of threw a bone in with like the um Tovlar, the new werewolf commander sure. right like we all talked about how strong he is but just overall i mean if you compare uh midnight hunt versus crimson vow I would say that this set overall has way more support for tribes that don't really need it in the form yep. of zombies and vampires. I mean, there's like 10 or 15 cards a piece that are incredible, at least like five that are really, really good. It's insane, right? So I, it's just boggling. And also there's a new vampire pre-con, which we're not really going to get into because it hasn't been spoiled. That's, that's the time of this recording. But again, I think your main point of being like, no werewolf. This is. They're like. This is gonna be the set for werewolves, right? It's in the title. Yep. No werewolf precon. Ten or fifteen cards that help. Uh, by the way, also I did order a Celestis, as you said. I've not been able to play with it yet, but I'm very much looking forward to hopefully seeing that out. I think you're yeah, right on that my, card.
0: Yeah. Uh, here's my thing: is if you wanted to, uh, because In is. Vampires, werewolves, right. and zombies. So if you had to have support for the stuff that didn't need it, aka vampires and zombies, <laughs> I get it. And the the decayed mechanic, and we'll we'll uh, get a little bit into that uh, potentially. Uh, that's fine. That's an interesting mechanic, and it's like okay, you guys produce a billion zombie tokens. Right. Now we're making them slightly worse. I'm fine with that. But we didn't need another zombie precon. Right. We didn't need another vampire precon um werewolves should have been front and center maybe there's a story reason that you and i aren't seeing oh true we're not
1: hashtag vorthos nerds uh so maybe werewolves got killed out how great would it have been too if it was like they're like okay we just sandbagged you guys the precons, the commander pre-cons for this is All vampires werewolves. versus werewolves right you have your yep. vampire pre-con and your wolf pre-con and the pre-con for this one is like spirits which for me, mm-hmm. I'm just like, I don't know, like I'm not interested that at lame. all in playing that super yeah, lame. lame. <laughs> and so here's kind of something I was thinking of
0: is I think there's been at least two or three legendary vampires printed between these two sets and people are like, hey, I don't have to run Edgar Markov anymore. I can. Oh, run sure. These. Yeah. Uh, zombies there are now more zombie options at legendary people are like hey that's awesome you know I was never playing geese and garolf just that trashy channel does uh, <laughs> but you know now I don't have to use that but werewolves we only got tovlar I think we should have at least gotten two or three another couple options even if you yeah. didn't even if you don't want to print 50 new werewolf cards give us two or three legends right. to get creative with and one I had shower thoughts cue the oh, music.
1: Oh.
0: this morning I created the perfect Box werewolf legend for a commander precon. The thing's beautiful. Listen to this. I'm all, I am it all ha- ears. It has daytime and nighttime bound, so it yeah. still has your traditional werewolf sure. front sides a human, back sides a werewolf. Here's kind of the way that I look at Crimson Vow from a werewolf vampire. Now the story may not this may not be the story, <laughs> but to me, I feel like they could have borrowed a little bit from. Hugh Tuck, one of your favorite vampire verse werewolf uh, movie trilogies, Underworld. Um,
1: Underworld. Oh sure, I just watched. Sh- oh, sorry. Quick, redactor review. I just watched the original Underworld when I was out in Maine. Still holds was up. On board. Kind yes, of. I. It does, but it's like it- it's just the Matrix with werewolves, right? Like that's sure. what it boils down to. But it was still like I was sitting there, I was very entertained. Like it's just cool, right? Like vampires and trench coats with two guns is always going to be cool, right? Um, and then you got the guy <laughs> with the whip. I don't know. It, it was very entertaining. I was very entertained. I know that the sequels go straight downhill from there, so I didn't bother on yep. any of those. But I thought you'd enjoy that for my spooktober okay. movie watch. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. And so, so from a so we got daytime, nighttime. One
0: side's a human, one side's a, a werewolf. Uh, but the whole thing with Crimson Vow, from what I've seen, this is more about the marriage of Edgar Markov mm. to Olivia. That's like the big thing. Yeah. And I think the werewolves could, they could have done it in a way that they were the underground, were the resistance. Oh, and these, these, yeah, these yeah. vampire families getting married is bad news bears for all of us. Like Everyone, we cannot, yeah. it's kind of like if, I don't know, the Trumps and the, uh, Careful, careful, uh, the Maus. Yeah, the, the Trumps <laughs> and the Maus got married and it's like, oh, awesome. Dictators getting together. That'll never right, be right, like right. awful for anyone. So what this card could have been. And now from a color perspective, it either would have been uh, white on the front, gruel on the backside oh, or Azorius okay. on the front and gruel on the backside. So it's it has the flip Avacyn to where it's color identity. is still three or four three colors. colors. Yeah. Because like her, she was white on the front, red on the other side. So she only works in Boros and beyond decks. So that's how you would do it. But here's kind of where my mind goes. I don't know if vampires in Innistrad are affected by sunlight. That's not something I have knowledge of. I have no but, idea. I would I imagine, think, I, think, but. I, I would think the front side, though, even if it's not instant death, it should say, the front side, all vampires get negative two, negative one. It's just a static effect. And so it's like as they're in their human forms, it's daytime. And in theory, the vampires should be slightly weaker during right, the daytime. Right. So you kind of have the static, almost stacking effect. Hey, the one, one vampire tokens, we kind of slow that down. But it's not so overpowered because there's so many vampire anthem effects. Most likely you're right. just making their tokens zero ones or one twos. So you have that on the front. The flip side would say all wares werewolves and wolves you control get plus 3 plus o oh, and have trample. And so the thought there is when it becomes nighttime the vampires get beefed back up they right. are no longer weakened by the sun but then the second piece is now we're werewolves we are angry We are resisting, and we're going to trample through the wedding hall doors to stop this wedding, which is the whole trample plus three plus O piece because they don't get bigger butts. We're just really enraged and angry. That would have been such a cool mechanic because then it's almost like you debate whether it's standard or commander. Do I want the daytime side for the negative two, negative one right. static and all these vampires, or do I want to like get the nighttime so I just go in guns blazing and knock you down? Both sides give you interesting mechanics, but no one side is just overpowered. Something like that could yeah. have been a cool underground werewolf story, and that's one way that you could have designed the card. I think the and one yes, that... I will not be submitting my application to Wassey to be a game designer. <laughs> I will not
1: take. I will not be taking any further questions. I do think... If, will you give me this caveat on the front? It's vampires and zombies. And the reason why I say those two is because those there's a lot of things that create zombie tokens. There's a lot of things that create vampire tokens, so it opens it up a little bit more. And if you look at the card, there's one card that kind of references all of this. That's from the original Renestrad called Victim of Night. It's two oh, black okay. instant destroy target non-werewolf, non-vampire, non-zombie creature. So there, so, so the
0: the only thing I would have against the zombies getting the reduction is I don't think zombies are affected by daylight, which is the whole daytime. Ah, piece. Ah, Right, right, right. But if you wanted to have zombies get affected somehow, it could be something like whenever uh, one or more zombies attack you, you draw a card.
1: Ah uh, yes, yeah, 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 for sure. Something, that,
0: something like that, and that also kind of. Filter. And
1: actually, look at this. That's even a better. That's a great combo to the other one because you can have like whenever a token. I mean, there's a million ways you can build this, right? But like, if you had the if you had the werewolves with something like that and the decayed, those Decade zombies are attacking every turn, right? So yeah. you're Building two decks that are like dual deck style, if you will, of like one of them goes against the other. That's way more why, interesting. Why haven't me? we been hired? We should be hired. <laughs> but we aren't. We are and, talking and, about. And, and,
0: Oh, go ahead. In literally five minutes, we have created a better commander pre-con experience than what Wizards did in yeah. probably a year and a half of development.
1: Because the Coven, like, they're just too... I didn't like the Coven one that much anyways. Like I'm definitely going to just rip it apart. I got it for like on the cheap, so whatever. Um, my question for you, and before we get into the mechanics in this set, I do... So I know this year, we have not bought any major sealed products, right? We haven't yep. bought boxes and that sort of thing, nope. right? I... I especially forgotten realms in hindsight, like that would have been cool to get a box of because there's just, there's a lot of interesting design mechanics. but most of the standard sets, especially these two, I have no interest in having a box. Like I don't want to, I don't particularly, I'm not particularly interested in drafting them. I don't think there's a lot of like bulk commons and uncommons that I'm really interested in getting out of them. Like I just don't, I'm glad that we've like made it this long. I just don't have any interest in having like piles of this stuff lying around, you know?
0: Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, The one thing that I would put a caveat on because we will do our New Year's resolutions and it will actually I think it works out that it comes out on New Year's Day. Oh, perfect. uh, Potentially. Um we're going to be talking about the if the sealed thing is going to carry over into 2022. I know my loophole this year has more been my awesome fiancé. Yeah, fiancé uh, <laughs> she, She'll just buy me magic cards and she'll ask me, like, what do I want? And I don't right. get it all the time. But I think it is something, though, I'm going to evaluate. I don't think I want regular standard boxes. I think this is going to be more of something like, do I want to go back to getting collector boosters or set oh, booster boxes? Oh, okay. Yeah, because... Yeah. Yeah. That's actually where I do miss out because I actually never I mean, I probably didn't make double my money, but I never really lost on a collector mm-hmm. box. I always like, oh, OK, I got a sure. bunch of beautiful cards because I like the bling and stuff. Right. right the right. only thing, though, is that there is still a lot of chaff. I have enjoyed not having new boxes of cards uh, starting up, out around yeah. my house. But I think that draft shaft can be good for environments. Like I have my cube, I mm. can actually take some of that and probably replace some of the bad things in my cube. The, the, but then there, that sure. goes to like our play group. You know, we have people becoming new dads, getting married, kids are getting older. And so like we're playing less and less. So it's like, do I want to do this for a cube that I may not even use? Yeah, it may not even get that's, around to. That's where right? my dilemma is, is I would like to start buying collector boxes again because I love the cards. And if it feels better for me to spend $200 on that opposed to $80 on one card because yeah, yeah, it looks yeah. cool. But I just don't know if I want all that bulk.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. And like, I mean, yeah, have you have you even ran through the cube yet? <laughs> I know you've had it for a while. No. no. Well, maybe we'll be able to do that IRL potentially,
0: or we can Thanksgiving. Well, I think that's gonna wrap up our overall impressions of this. Um, I say we segue to everyone's favorite bit, doo doo, do, doo do, doo do, shop do, do. talk with Big Tuck.
1: Uh welcome back to the Auto Shop. <laughs> uh, I'm a little hungover today. Oh, at school. Oh, no. uh, uh, my hands are covered in oil, but we do have some new mechanics to talk about here. And the first one, we'll be able to tag team these is, in my opinion, the worst one, which is tra- training. Uh, Whatever training is, whenever a creature with training attacks alongside a creature of greater power, put a 1-1 on the creature, put a 1-1 counter on the creature with training. Uh, the powers of the attacking creatures are checked only at the moment they attack. Uh, once the training ability is triggers, it doesn't matter what happens to the other creature, nor does it matter what happens to the power of the creature. As long as the creature with training is still on the battlefield, as the training ability resolves, it will get the one-one counter, even if its power is now equal to or greater than the other creature. It's no longer attacking, and uh, and it doesn't matter even if the other creature is no longer on the battlefield. Uh, so, to me, this is like I really struggled on trying to figure out what the difference between this and bolster and support and to some argument prowess to some extent it's all kind of the same thing to me and especially since they just did coven maybe that plays into it more where you get more benefit out of it i overall was pretty lukewarm on this one so i'm very lukewarm on it
0: um i could see this being probably great in draft yeah oh yeah sure here's though where it is different and we just don't have the means to quote unquote break it yet those other mechanics like bolster, I don't think you could stack bolster um to where eventually if its power is equal or greater, I don't think the the creature gets the counter. Right, Sounds like with yeah. the rules text with this, it it it's it doesn't matter. Um it's just boom, we are targeting and it's getting the counters. So there could be a build if you were figure out if you could figure out a way to give like all your tokens training and then you attack with, like, a 2 and then it's like, boom, I get, like, 30 triggers of trading. I get all these 2 now. Or even if right. you swing with, you know, multiple things that could give multiple things of training, you get multiple instances. I just don't think the ability to be broken or really right. made it super creative is there yet. But I do think there is a design space where they could do some, like, weird... Five card rigmarole right right, uh, or a rude goldberg machine
1: or like something where it's like all two twos all creatures you control with power two or less have training right yeah something like that like kind of like what they did with melee right sure that commander like that would be cool i don't think there's anything like that i think these are all pretty insular into creatures so it's got some potential i guess but for me i was just like "Ah, and i would say
0: if they wanted to do something like that tuck this could once again give great design space to hey uh, all creatures power two or less have training, and it's a five-color commander.
1: Oh, yeah, right, right. So five-color so. weenies, that'd be pretty awesome. That'd actually yeah, be really it, awesome, it, yeah. It,
0: and it could be like a human tribal thing to where it's not uh, General Tazri with allies. You got soldiers with Najila. Trying to think, the, is there a human five-color? I don't think so. I think they're, they're usually just well, the three. The, There's the other one that I think is the party mechanic where it counts like clerics and soldiers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Um, Yeah, I don't think there is just as well. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think there's a straight five color human. So that could be your human teeny weeny tribal five color. That would actually be pretty
1: cool. Yeah. Okay, that would be cool. But as as is is what we've seen so far. Not not super excited about it personally. Uh, But this next one. Oh boy, the magic community's had a gas with it. Mr. Combo, why don't you go through and try to explain how Cleave works? Okay, uh, Cleave is kicker in yeah, his statement. Yeah, pretty
0: much. Uh, so, Cleave shows up on incident sorcery cards. And basically, you have your normal cost in the top right. So, we'll use Dig Up, for example. Sure. Dig Up is a single green, it's a sorcery, it's a rare. And it states search your library for, and then this is bracketed, basic land. End bracket card, another bracket, <laughs> reveal it, end bracket, put it into your hand and shuffle. So basically, one green, you search your library for a basic land card, reveal it, put it in your hand and shuffle. It's not terrible for a single green. Right. But it does have cleave. So you could pay a colorless black, black, and green. And when you cast it for its cleave cost, you remove all words in square brackets. So then the card evolves into a search your library for a card, put it into your hand, and shuffle for four. Basically, a Golgari diabolic tutor, tutor is what right. this basically turns out to be. Um, and my kind of jab at it is this is. It's just kicker. Kicker,
1: <laughs> kicker literally states if you paid the kicker cost, do this instead. This thing, yeah. Have you seen? There's some video I haven't watched yet, but it's just like all mechanics are kicker. Well, I like the one where people took Vindicate. Yeah, and it's just target. The, the, the cleave cost is just target permanent. Yeah, target permanent. And then uh, Forrest Day 2 Wong, who just day would recently, I think, living up to his name, he put one that was like so complicated. It was like some creature. <laughs> but if you if you don't pay the cleave cost, it's just like a counter spell or something. I'd like reread it four times because it's there's so much like parentheses and whatnot. Yeah. Um, it's just like it's this kicker is, this is what i'm talking about like we've talked about this before where it's like this is so silly we're never gonna see it again because it's unnecessarily complicated right yep. and like i get it you can't just have everything with kicker because it's like too pushed or like you can't like you can't have kicker in every set right so you have to like think different ways around it but like but th- then you need to make it different right, do yeah. just make
0: it kicker like because i think well, like r- actually no tuck you and i are wrong we apologize Watsy. Kicker adds an effect. Cleave removes effects. Oh. That's how it's different.
1: <laughs> I figured it out. Well, the good news is, all, a lot of these cleave cards are likely going to be coming to a long, your whatever library deck that says all text. Oh my god! Yes. These cards, are, these cards are great for that. Now, I will uh,
0: say, uh, and I don't know if you're going to be talking about it, the one mana
1: counter target commander. Well, that's pretty good. Let's, that's gonna let's, see some CDH play. Let's not let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves here. I might actually, funnily enough, I think I'm actually talking about two cleave cards. <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah, nice. Uh so yeah, cleave is just kicker. And then uh lastly, we have uh, another thing which is just clues with a little bit more effort, which is very frustrating <laughs> to someone who's a clues player now. Blood token. So this is a new predefined token, blood token. It's a colorless artifact token. With one colorless, tap, discard a card, sacrifice this artifact, draw a card. So, it's kind of just like clues, but you discard a card instead, which is arguably better. But, again, not to beat a dead horse. Now, for people who (laughs) like playing with clues and investigate, you've just made a whole set of cards that do very similar things, but are only good in that specific commander build for the pre-con, and are not good in these other ones, right? Like, well, I mean Blood Tokens
0: could see uh play in that uh is it Dragon where your artifacts tap for mana? Mm. Or Blood Tokens could pop up in Urza decks.
1: I mean, come on, Who the knows? possibilities <laughs> are <laughs> endless. endless. Simply endless. Uh but unfortunately they're all on vampire cards so great. Uh I I like this idea of this new token, so maybe this means that we'll see like, you know how clues investigate we kind of were like
0: joking i think this we're never going to see blood tokens outside of sets that have vampires there's literally so? where how else could you have a blood
1: token but that's how but that's also what we said it. we did say that about clues and now there's clues all over the place modern Funny, clue but
0: clues isn't anything specific to like a
1: race or character
0: oh that's true that's that's yeah. like saying we'll see daytime nightbound without werewolves without werewolves. No, we're not
1: <laughs> yeah true, uh very true unless you're playing the celestis which again Dr. Mr Kampo's point it's the best artifact that came out in that set <laughs> i'll be taking over the questions so what do you what are your thoughts what are your final thoughts on the blood tokens are you interested in building that pre-con at all does that jump out at you no no so but
0: i've been also been very uh Consistent with I have zero interest in building the commander pre-cons that come from standard sets. Mm -hmm. The only ones I will consider are the ones that come from commander sets because I... I don't want to spend 30 to $40 on a commander precon, And there's really only 10% of net new cards in right, that right, right. deck. And that's that not really worth it to me. I like it when I get 30 to 40 new, new pieces of magic to play with. So right. I have zero interest in it. I will say though, blood tokens, because the reason I don't do clues is you got to pay two colorless to draw a card and mm-hmm. sack it. So this actually does make me like, gosh, it's a one reduction. Is this actually worth playing? But it, to, to the thing that I always hate. I don't like discarding cards, so... Right, right, right. Is it worth it to save a mana, to, but now I go down a card? You know, do I pay the mana to save a card? It is interesting, but I don't have interest in building vampires, just like I don't have interest in building goblins. Um, I have don't have interest in building zombies, and I have a zombie deck, and I don't like to play <laughs> it. So the, the ultra-popular tribes... <coughs> I I just don't have interest in building net new moving forward now. Right, right, right. If it was something where like the blood tokens had a payoff, kind of like, um, treasure, treasure. right? Where you can sack,
1: you can, or you can well, tap and sack
0: the clues. I was more thinking of the uh, treasure one. Oh my gosh. Well, there's Penelius Rev- Plunder. It makes your treasure. Oh, Rebel, and, then there's Rebel and Riches? Rebel and Riches. you win the game? Yeah, 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 yeah. so if there was some payoff with blood tokens, like uh, blood, you know, you could call it Dracula's Vat, and it's something like oh. once you have 30 blood tokens, the theory is like, oh, they all get poured into Dracula, and now you get this twenty twenty yeah. like, stupid big thing. It's like Merit thing. Lage. yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, give, yeah, me, yeah. give me some, some sort of cool payoff to keep or build this crap. Don't just, hey, discard a card, draw a <laughs> card. This,
1: build this crap. Uh, well yeah, I I, there was just some people that were very upset that these weren't they're just like clues with some extra work that aren't clues. So what do you gonna do? Um and then we do have Daybound and Nightbound, which we just talked yep. about not too long ago. Um we have Disturb is back on a few cards, but yep. more importantly, we have the the exploit mechanic returning as well, which is whenever a creature enters a battlefield, when this creature enters a battlefield, you may sacrifice a creature, including it, and then you get something else out of it. Um yep. people are talking about that new scorpion that is like two colorless and a black when it enters the battlefield as exploit, if you exploit a creature, you draw two, lose two or something like that. So um, I like exploit. I think it's a cool mechanic. Uh, yeah. There's no better card than exploit than Sidisi undead Vizier that just lets you tutor, tutor. For a creature. Yeah. Yeah. That's the bet. That's going to be the best we're ever going to do, but it is, it is exciting to see a pretty limited in scope mechanic making a return, especially with the amount of zombies and that sort of thing that they're coming out with. So um, of the three returning ones even if two of them are new i think exploits the one that i think is the coolest and hopefully we'll have more design base around than like like you said they're never going to do daybound nightbound until yeah. in the forthcoming or whatever <laughs> forthcoming i don't uh, know yeah. no i agree
0: uh from the returning i will say this though for returning mechanics i was more excited for the day to daybound nightbound mm. Just because they didn't just do it in uh, Midnight oh. Hunt and then abandon it. Abandon it, yeah. At least there's some other stuff in here <laughs> that cares about it. So good for you, Watsy, for kind of getting back to doing sets. Um, I know that this is going to be something we're going to talk with MTG Lord of Leaves, hopefully in the future. I wish we would get back to this. I mean, even though the the two sets didn't really tie together... I like blocks. I wish yeah, we would get yeah, back yeah. to continued stories, having a mechanic. It doesn't just appear in Eldritch Moon and then you never see it again. It's, hey, we have two Innistrad sets coming out. We're going to see daytime or daybound, nightbound yeah, right. at least one more time. So if you wanted to build a werewolf deck, at least you have a bunch of crap to build with versus right. people that wanted to do energy. You literally didn't have enough. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Good point. All right. Well, I think uh, big. Tuck's shop The shop the shop is closed. Shop, the shop, shop is, is, closed. is closed.
1: The shop's and now, closed.
0: <laughs> now we're over to our basic bitch review of <laughs> Crimson Vow. So guys, as a reminder, me and Tucker each should talk about our favorite creature, instant enchantment, sorcery, artifact, land, planeswalker and what is the best legend new commander potential, you know, what what are we thinking there? So um, we're going to start with creature and I'm going to go with the one that has the most combo potential. Seems Ooh. like you can win a lot of games on the spot. Cultivator Colossus.
1: Oh God. Yeah. This card's going to be uh, a gazillion geez. dollars. Well, it's
0: already $31 <laughs> and the set's oh, not good. out yet.
1: Oh good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, four colorless green, green, green creature, plant beast mythic. Um, it's an XX for power and toughness. It has trample and it's PT or equal the number of lands you control. When it ETBs, you may put a land card from your hand onto the battlefield tapped. If you do, draw a card and repeat this process. Uh, So basically, if you have ways to draw multiple cards off of one land entering, you could probably draw your entire deck the turn you play it. It's so Uh, stupid.
1: I hate this card.
0: (laughs) I mean, this is coming to a Lord Windgrace deck near you, a Yarlock deck uh, to a deck near you. Uh, hell, probably throw it in Elves. Why not? Sure, probably why come not? A deck yeah, it's going to be you. humongous. Yeah. Uh, going to probably throw it in Girid. I mean, I just... I'm being... I'm, I'm not being facetious or just trying to be funny. I just don't know if you had copies of this card, why wouldn't you put them into decks that run green? I, I mean, I, I would borderline agree. consider uh,
1: Atraxa. Borderline consider. Wow, that's saying something. But again, yeah. like... But I'm saying, like, I, I, I agree with you, and I think that's part of the problem, right? Like, again, we're talking about a green card, right? And, like, what did we talk about last set? Probably a green card. What we talking yeah. about in previews before that? Green cards. Green cards. Green cards. Green cards. Enchantments. <laughs> creatures. Instants and sorceries. F***. <laughs> Cleave is a green card, and it's not a mono green, but it's a f***ing green card. I'm sick of it. I hate it. <laughs> So, so what? What we're
0: hearing, guys, is that we at CMD Tower no longer want green cards. Everyone needs to be an, no. we all need to be illegal citizens of the United States. No one uh, should have a green card <laughs> or a U.S.
1: birth certificate. We will. Uh, we're will, abandoning I will, I will, green. I will. I will tear down the wall of green, <laughs> and now it's only going to be Jessica because it's America colors. Only but, just cards. Uh,
0: th- this will be a card. I'm putting it out there. I'm gonna buy yep. a copy. I'll probably get the the full art foil. I'll sure. put the money in. But then I'm gonna I'm gonna proxy the hell out of it. Nice. nice. Uh, there are. It, I don't. It, it, I will put myself to the standard that I have with like mana crypt and dual lands. I'm only gonna put it in decks that I think it's actually gonna be very impactful. big good. For. Yeah. 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 It's just not gonna go in every deck that has green. But it's gonna be very tough to find decks where I can't justify.
1: Where you can't so. figure it out. Yeah. I agree tuck
0: what's your uh creature
1: so i'm going with uh i kind of have a thing for vampires i've always been into them and the, for some reason this isn't the sisters of dracula even though there's three vampires Ugh. on the card yeah olivia's olivia's attendance so four colorless double blue for vamp or sorry double red for a creature vampire that's a six six with menace whenever it deals damage create that many blood tokens and then two colorless and a red it deals one damage to any target I think that I am starting to get reinterested in building a vampire deck. I kind of like that precon. I've tried to build vampires decks in the past. They've ended up not being great because I can't really find a commander I like. But I do like. To, I am starting to get more into these like weird tokens, even though I wish these were clues. But the fact that this is an efficient way, a very efficient way to create a lot of blood tokens and also ping stuff to me has a lot of utility in a six-drop package. With evasion, six mana is a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. I agree with um, that. For one mana so. more, you get your freaking, uh, your, uh, whatever plant oh, yeah. beast that you're just talking about. So, yeah. <laughs> Not quite uh, as impactful there. I, I will say, though, that this could be a cool card.
0: Um, and I don't like putting this out there, but the goad might be good in a stuffy doll deck. Oh, um, yeah. Just have her constantly ping, make a crap ton of blood tokens, have other ways to pay off blood tokens, alter the brood. Uh, <laughs> oh, so. nice.
1: Oh, wow. That's really good. <laughs> it's really good. That's really good. That's really, yeah. Okay. You, you, I want to delete that. We want to move along <laughs> before Will or
0: the goat ends up hearing this. Oh, my goodness. Um, that's great. So, yeah, it, it's a great card, though. Uh, this next card, though, is one that I may actually buy, and it'll be the first cleave card we talk about. Oh, so what do you got to go with? We are going to we go doing, doing sorcery or we're doing oh, instance. instance? And we're talking lantern flare whoa interesting i, I think okay. this is sneaky good yeah colorless white instant it's a rare for a little under five bucks so i think people are seeing how good it is right now static lantern flare deals x damage to target creature or planeswalker and you gain x life and in brackets so for the two mana x is number of creatures you control so two mana instant speed. I potentially, depending on how many creatures I have, I'm killing your creature or Planeswalker before an ultimate. For the cleave cost, though, X and Boros, so one red, one white, it's literally the same thing, but now it's just X, whatever you put into X. Yeah, whatever you dump into it. So for me, you get instant speed no matter what. One side is two mana, and you're only probably going to do that if you have five, six, seven, eight creatures. Right, two mana removal spell on a Planeswalker or creature. Or an X spell to be as big as you hella want and right. dump everything you need into it, whether it's just to gain life. Maybe uh, you can one shot someone before they gain a bunch of life themselves. Um, right, right, it just right. has
1: a lot of versatility. I would put this in my feather deck. I was just going to say, I could see this being an Alibu because it does pump out a bunch of creatures that are like mana dorks and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think the real the real reason why I think this card is, is critical is that it's A, it's an instant speed and B... If you're playing a go-wide deck in Boros, which we talked about, most of them kind of are. Yes. Right? Like, this is how it works. You're, you're always paying two, two mana. mana. And, you're, and you're gaining, like, ten life, right? So, yeah. two mana, instant speed, that's a removal of a troublesome creature, or Planeswalker, gain life. What more do you want on a rare, right? Besides and, drawing uh, cards or something. Well,
0: <laughs> and I guess this would just be great for Stuffy Doll tribal. Uh, oh, there you go. Go, go, to, go to hell, more everyone.
1: Boros <laughs> Stuffy Dog, again. Oh, my
0: gosh. Okay, so you could literally do feather for your commander but do stuffy doll tribal because you can still run brash contour but then lantern flare your stuffy doll over and over over over. and over again
1: (laughs) that's awesome
0: no it's not i like your instant
1: uh we talked about it briefly wash away i think this card's going to be kind of a chase uncommon here like you talked about it's one blue for an instant uh counter target spell that wasn't cast from its owner's hand And then it has a cleave cost of a colorless blue blue, which is just counter target spell. So, again, better cancel, better uh, the one that exiles. I think people have made the argument of like, well, it's really narrow from the counter, like one blue to counter a commander. You're like, yeah, but cards flipped off the top of the library, cards played from exile, free cards from spell slingers. For hotel, um, play from graveyard decks, yeah, anywhere. Like I just think it's really, I think that for one mana, this is like the argument could be made that this could, if you don't want to pay the whatever for Swan Song, this is kind of a decent budget replacement for that, and the one oh. mana counterspell. You know what I mean? Just because it, yeah. it's it's narrow. It's not. You got to fire every time, but it always the backup of just being a raw counterspell when you need it, when you need. It. So I look at wash similar to how I
0: look at my love for murder. So <laughs> you you well, because you've gone multiple times on how like Doom Blade you're just like, it's just better, better than murder. And I think my thing has been like, I don't like the non black creature portion. It's a it's a little restrictive. So I'm OK paying one more mana to have no restrictions on what I can kill. Mm. That's how you should look at Washaway. Yes, counter yeah, yeah. spell, in theory, is going to be better than Washaway's Cleave. But are you willing to pay a one mana premium to possibly get a one mana reduction to counter something? I think it's something yeah, big, yeah. yeah. I go into murder uh, with Dex saying like, okay, I, I'm okay paying one mana all the time to be able to kill anything I want versus a little bit more narrow removal sure, spell. yeah, yeah. This you put it in your deck, saying, "Okay, I am comfortable having to pay three mana to counter a spell because the upside for me is maybe it's only one mana to counter a spell." Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. why, I th- that's how I think you should look at wash out, wash away. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree with that for sure. So I think this is going to be two or three bucks probably. It's already pre-selling $3, uh, so. three, so hopefully, hopefully, this will be a budget option for us commander
0: players. All right, well, we're going to go to enchantments next. And, buddy, I picked a curse because I know you like your curses. (laughs) There are some good ones in here. And I think this one is one I want to put into a lot of decks. Curse of Hospitality. Two colorless red. Enchantment or a curse. Enchant player. Mm. Creatures attacking the enchanted player have trample. Whenever a creature deals combat damage to enchanted player, that player exiles the top card of their library. Until end of turn, that creature's controller may play that card, and they may spend mana as though or mana of any color to cast that spell. Uh, you can get it for a little under five bucks right now. Yeah. yeah. So, me, if you don't, if you're in a deck that doesn't want to be getting attacked, this is a slam dunk because the incentive for your opponent so is big, so yeah. big. Their creatures get trample, so they know they're getting through unless it's a go-wide deck. And for each creature that deals combat damage to that player, they're getting a card off the top of their library. And they stay in exile. So the cool thing is you could totally politic and just say, hey, guys, I know that you're completely tapped out swing it big tuck you're gonna exile a minimum eight cards off the top of his library and he's and yeah it could be anything he's in a commanding position maybe that gets rid of
1: the way he wins the game right 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 and we just talked about how like exile is good in like a tutor heavy environment right like someone up here tutors you still have time you cast this someone can just go bash him with a flyer or something that's gone right and they get to cast the card that they want so like you said great incentive card great politic card uh, and I also like it uh, from a curse perspective because it it forces the game. It moves the game along. A lot of curses are more stacks or like, let's take a breather. This one's yep. very aggressive, very like, I want you to attack. Let me help you get it. Let me help you do it more efficiently. I
0: mean, this will be coming into my go deck near you.
1: Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. All, All right. right. Tuck, what's your enchantment? Uh, I am putting this uh, dry, dying to serve. Two colorless and a black for an enchantment. When you discard one or more cards, create a 2 2 black zombie creature token. This ability tr- only triggers once each turn. I love discard effects. Um, my Angie Falcon Wrath is one of my favorite decks. So it's got to go right in there. But I think cards that care about being able to discard, being able to wheel, those sort of things are going to get an extra value off of this. I don't like how it's only once each turn. And when I first read it, I thought it was only on your turn, which would have sucked. But if you have cards that can do like targeted discard discarding from your hand to get mana, that's why I like it. I like the sort of you get benefit from discarding cards because I like discarding cards unlike you. So, you know, you have your blood tokens lying around, you discard from that, you get your 2-2 zombie and get the wheel keeps going. So
0: I don't like the card.
1: Um, I'm at not all. surprised. <laughs> um, this is not a you card. But, but no, but here's
0: the thing, though. I wouldn't even put it. It's an awful in an Angie deck. Because most angie decks you're literally doing her thing until you can't do it anymore which means you're getting one sure turn. right
1: so you but get... you can do that at instant speed when you want right so you could do it sure. on another person's turn and in that deck you have multiple ways to discard yeah i think i just because I see that deck on the regular
0: with Sir Nathan, I don't think he would even run this in, in that well, his deck. Sec, his
1: he, he runs a very different Angie deck than I do. Fair to be fair.
0: Uh, so that's that's the first thing. Second thing, if they really wanted this card to be viable, what they should have done is whenever you uh, discard or mill a one or more cards, create oh, no. a tap yeah. two two. Because then that would have at least been something to where it's like, hey, I'm going to like, you know, mill off the top of my library. It, it gives you a little bit yeah, more, a little more stuff of what you could have done. Um, $4.32 is way too expensive, in yeah, my that, opinion. I'm paying that.
1: Um, this, this is, is going like a a dola- dola- to this this be a dollar. It's, it's a bull rare yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah. it's. I think that's what it's going to go to. So I will be picking one up and I'll let you know how it goes. All right.
0: Well, we're going to go to... Uh, a sorcery that possibly Tuck and I are aligned on because it's cleave cost is, is it in the colors?
1: Yeah, we are. This Three, incredible. Two, one, Alchemist, Alchemist Gambit. Gambit. <laughs> Woo! Colorless red, red for sorcery. It's pre-ordering at $4. All
0: right. So Tuck, <laughs> you read the not cleaved text and then I will read the cleave text.
1: Okay. Take an extra turn after this one. During that turn, damage can't be prevented. At the beginning of that turn's end step, you lose the game. Exile Alchemist Gambit. So that's for three mana. Now, if you guys
0: want to pay seven for colorless blue, blue, red, you could then play this spell for take an extra turn after this one. During that turn, damage can't be prevented. Exile Alchemist Gambit. Right. Uh, Tuck, this card's awesome because it literally does two things can you win the game right now or generic extra turn spell
1: yep yep exactly i completely agree with that um i wish i this would be a card i'd love to see in like just a red build i don't like i wish i could have it for like mono red like perforos right cuz the damage prevented is so good but i think to your point a lot of is it spells end on these big flashy extra turn spells right so you could mm-hmm. be like okay i'm tapped out i don't have, i'm just short on like one or two mana to cast and kill everyone with Comet Storm. So I'm gonna instead cleave this, take my extra turn, or yep. f- even then just be like, I'd actually, I'm just gonna build my board, pay three, know that I'm gonna win next turn. Yep. Or if you just like, I just need an extra draw, sure, I'll pay seven for it, or discounted to whatever that boils down to. So I think this card's really good. I think it's yeah, really good. I think it's really interesting. I would
0: imagine that this card is probably going to be at that 5 to $7 range mm-hmm. for probably the next year. Mainly because Obeka is still fairly fresh in everyone's minds. Yeah. This is great in an Obeka deck. Three mana, extra turn. You end the turn, you don't yeah. lose. Um, that's awesome. I mean, I will be putting this in even in my CEDH deck because the seven mana that's seven damage with Vile smasher or if like you said i just need one extra turn and i can win one more yeah three mana extra turn and hey it doesn't matter uh, because i'm gonna win on the spot
1: i would not be surprised if this card ends up being kind of pricey because of all runs epiphany being so strong and standard right now um so maybe it might be something you have to wait till post rotation but i definitely i'm definitely gonna pick up one of these as well yep all right well since we both match we're gonna go to the artifact next (laughs) Um,
0: mine makes a whole lot of suspects. Oh, and I think this is a commander staple moving forward now. Oh, investigators journal. I really like this card Two colorless artifact clue. It's a rare. You can get it for a little under three bucks. It ETBs with a number of suspect counters on it equal to the greatest number of creatures a player controls. Two colorless, tap, remove a suspect's counter, draw a card. And then, two colorless, sacrifice the journal, draw a card. Mm. I love this card because it's two mana investment. And then, basically, I for me, the rate that I would have to get to, let's see, two, and that would be four, six, eight, ten, twelve. I would have to go ahead and spend 12 mana for me to be comfortable with it because that gets me close to that two mana per card parity. You should sure. never get below that. Um, it's just always going to be as close as you can get to two. So as long as I could do five activations off of this.
1: Then you so got, got not, your money back. Yeah,
0: And I don't think anyone's ever going to remove this spell. It's just going to get caught within yep. a Vandal Blast overloaded. No one's going to target yep. it.
1: So are you going to make a journal deck that has this Tommy O's and Uh No, I will not. But this is going to go into my mono
0: white deck, my mono red deck, mm-hmm. my mono black deck, probably my mono green deck. Going into all my right. mono decks, my Boros deck. Uh, this is a card I could probably use 10 copies of. And it might be, oh, am I putting Soul Ring in a deck? I'm probably putting Investigator's Journal in there as well. Wow,
1: interesting. I, I really I'm not like that it. keen on it. I do like that it is player as opposed to just opponent, right? So, like your Gearhead deck also would probably be a good target yep. for this. You're gonna get five counters on it, um, and I know how much you hate to pay to draw cards. So I'm excited that you finally found one in a in a slot that you could put in a lot of decks. But remember, my reservation has always been
0: I don't like to pay mana to draw cards when it's like a one time use. Well, one the time fact, thing. The yeah, fact yeah. that this thing could have thirty counters on it. And I might right, be playing in just a deck. over the course of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Or I could be in a deck that's playing on winding clock. Mm-hmm. Oh, soul ring on winding yeah. clock investigator's journal. I'll just draw a card on each of your, I'll it. Yeah, I'll be
1: good to go. Yeah, sure. All right. I dig
0: it. I can dig it. All right. Well, what are you digging for an artifact?
1: Uh, dollhouse of horrors. It's a horror five colorless for an artifact. One colorless tap Ugh. exile a creature card from your graveyard create a token. That's a copy of the exiled card except it's a zero-zero construct artifact in addition to its other types. And it has, this creature gets plus one, plus one for each artifact you control. Against haste until end of turn, activate only as a sorcery. So I am going to put this in decks where I care about like static ability of creatures, right? I'm not putting it in big things where it's like big butts, but if you're playing a creature heavy deck that has like shoulders of the world and these sort of things that either have really good ETBs, or have really good turn over turn effects. I think it's a really efficient way, to start digging things out of your graveyard, even if you do have to exile them to get there.
0: Uh, well, I don't like the card, but, you know, but but you know what decks do like the card, intruder alarm decks. So clearly you're gonna put this intruder <laughs> oh, alarm yeah. and just all quasi the, go infinite. Intrud-
1: <laughs> all the intruder alarms that I'm gonna get, I yeah. can't wait to just go through my, yeah. per- my <laughs> put it in your uh, partitioner's deck. There's your intruder alarm rigor rolls. Oh, you, you get go. all your petitioners back. Tap no, them all, so, sack them. So the
0: reason I don't like it is I just, I don't like exiling the creature card from my graveyard. From the graveyard, um, yeah. That, that really feels bad for yeah, me. Yeah, it's tough. I get it. it. You couldn't do it for a one mana activation. You'd probably have to make it a f- at least a three mana activation. I would prefer... Uh, create a, a copy, token
1: copy. Create yeah. a
0: token copy, but then the original gets shuffled into your library like Monster Mash. I would oh, like sure. that a little bit better. Um, I just whenever I'm exiling stuff especially the powerful cards like you're talking about those static effects Mm -hmm. it feels bad especially when you're turning it into an artifact which are like the easiest things to remove there's a lot of artifacts I'm I'm gonna have to see other people play it before I pick one up because this to me reads like uh, Reaper King Gr- reads amazing but can oh, you ever yeah. actually get it to work probably not
1: i think i think you'd like that i think you should get one if it's if this is going to be a bulk rare which i'm guessing it will i think you should get one just to see if it works in partitioners i think it'd be great in that deck
0: i don't think it's gonna be bulk rare. if they're pre-ordering for a little
1: under five bucks there has to be something these prices i think all these prices are nonsense so they're never like they're never hold up like this for any rare. amount of time all right,
0: uh, well, we're on to the lands, and... Uh, a, lot op- a lot
1: of options, lot of options. <laughs> a lot of options. A lot of options. Mine's
0: actually pretty easy. I just, like, I don't know what the actual name for it is, but the two or more oh. cycle. Yeah, just, uh, I think... Uh, they're they're infinitely better than the two or fewer cycle for Commander.
1: Yep, 100%. And I think the best part of that is they actually just finished... They just finished yep. it, right? Like, how many cycles of cards do we only have five of Right? I know, and the fact that they did that with the pathways and these this year, to me, I really think that's like a promising thing that that we're just figuring out. Like people don't want to have to wait ten years for them to finish the <laughs> snarl cycle or whatever. You know what yeah. I mean? It's just easier just to bang bang, and then people already know what they're expected for. Um, I got four of each copy of the old ones in Japanese for a song on eBay. I will be doing the exact same thing with this, so just get four copies. I'll find decks to put them in. So for a song, so you paid ninety nine cents for it. It wa- How much was it? Like two bucks a piece or something like that. So that they're Japanese, decent. which kind of sucks. But I mean, what are you going to do?
0: Yeah. All right. Well, uh, now we're going to move on to Planeswalkers. Um, yeah. So. Uh, I am very excited for this card because I think it has a lot of play. It'll definitely be seeing play in Brina's average gym. It needs to go down in price, though, because it's twenty five dollars oh. right now. Um. But it's actually the first Kaya Planeswalker I actually want to play because I hate sure. all of her other additions. <laughs> Kaya Geist Hunter. I really like it's this. It's really strong. It's really strong. Colorless Orzov. So that's going to be your white and a black. It's a mythic legendary planeswalker. Kaya enters with three loyalty. I'm going to go. Hmm. I'm going to go with the effect I care the least amount about, and then go from there and end with the one I'm most excited for. The one I'm least excited for is actually the ultimate. I don't like it ultimate, that yeah. much. Exile all cards from all graveyards uh, for losing six loyalty. Then create a 1-1 one, one white spirit creature token with flying for each card exiled this way. I mean, I guess this would be great in uh, my Alter of the Brood style decks where I am just kind of milling, milling and maybe away, I get yeah. 60 or 90 spirits. But I, I, if I don't ever get to that negative six, I'm cool. Yeah. Yeah. Minus two loyalty until end of turn. If one or more tokens would be created under your control, create twice of those tokens instead. That's fine. I just like I think of my Orzov decks and I don't really run tokens in my Orzov decks. So I don't think that's actually that great. But there could be some treasure type effect, something like that.
1: I think that minus two would be really good in like my Kaya build. Or my, sorry, my Tesa uh, build oh, because yeah. I'm getting all those. I'm getting all those extra token triggers when stuff dies. Yep. To be able to double those up, and but that's like a very to your point. That's a very narrow build, right? Yes. Yeah.
0: But the one I'm most excited for is the plus one. This is great. Creatures you control gain death touch <laughs> until end of turn, and you get to put a plus one plus one counter and up to one target creature token you control. So basically, I'm paying three mana. And it's an enchantment that each turn on mine, my creatures have death touch until end of turn.
1: That's yeah, awesome. pretty good.
0: <laughs> and maybe something gets slightly bigger. Okay,
1: right. Yep. Um, and if again, like if you get to the minus six, gravy. Right. Like. Yep. I I agree with you. I don't think it's. I don't know if it's like an immediate slam dunk game win every time. But at least it does something. Mm-hmm. Right. It does something out there. Uh, she is really strong. I hope that she's not twenty dollars, but we'll see.
0: And you have to go look at her alternate art because she's totally giving me like Ahsoka Tano vibes from uh, Clone Wars. Is that a... Okay. She's a Jedi. That's Rosio that the... Dawson's character in oh, Mandalorian. Oh,
1: right, oh. right, 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 right. Yeah. I couldn't remember cause... if it was that or like the blonde girl. Yeah. Well, because Kaya's daggers kind of look like mini lightsaber blades. Little lightsabers, sure. Yeah. Yep. All right. I like it. Well,
0: uh her you going with? There's only, I think, two or three others.
1: It's pretty easy for me. Uh Chandra. Uh, yeah. I that all, I don't I'm not one to gush on alternate art like some creeps out there, but I think that she looks pretty great in hers. But Chandra does to kill as a colorless double red for legendary planeswalker Chandra. Uh she has three abilities, kind of the same thing. Uh her ultimate's not that great. Minus 7, XL the top 5 cards of your library. You may cast red spells from among them this turn. You get an emblem with whenever you cast a red spell, this emblem deals X damage to any target where X is the amount of Mana spent to cast this spell, it's fine-ish. um her, mind, her, but I like the fact that both of her other abilities are plus one. So mm. plus one, exile the top card of your library. If it's red, you may cast it this turn. Slam dunk and mono red decks. My opinion, it's, it gets a little. People are talking about like it could be good in Prosper or those kind of decks that care about exiling in oh. red. But it, I think you really have to look like you always say, how many red sources are you actually playing?
0: And your mono red thing's not even a slam dunk because I don't think you run this in Duretti.
1: Probably not into ready, but yeah, Perforosa definitely and, and Perforosa definitely would. Perforosa is amazing. There
0: are a lot of artifact or sorry, there are a sure. lot of red builds that are very artifact focused. So I think it's going to be your goblins, your perforosis, your Knee Kneehabs, Yeah, I was just going to so, ask. Yeah, it's gonna, uh, definitely slam Dunk kneeheb. Uh, kneeheb, right? I think I only run ten artifacts, so I'll take the risk.
1: Yeah, for sure. And then plus one is she adds a red, and then she deals a damage up to one target player, or planeswalker. So for me, like the argument we're talking about is. Would you pay three mana for a mana rock that deals an extra point of damage, and you can use it the turn you have? I mean, that's just depending better, on the build, uh, probably. Manolith. Manolith. Yeah, exactly. So that's like that for me. That ability is good enough. And then depending on what deck you put it in, you could get a lot of extra incidental value off it for free, if you will. Yeah. Right. Like if you like in mono red deck, you put this in here, you replace a three drop mana rock, and then it also can do something else if you need it to. Hmm.
0: Yeah, so that's I'm, why I'm that's why it. I like it. Yeah. All right. Well, we're on to the creme de la creme. The best commander potential. So I'm going to I actually have an honorary mention uh, just because we didn't really talk about the commander sets because they haven't been fully spoiled yet at the time of the recording. But I did want to talk about my boy and I think I'm going to build it. uh, Umbris fear Manifest. Three oh, colorless Demir. Yeah. yeah. Legendary creature, nightmare, horror, mythic. It's a one-one. It gets plus one, plus one for each card your opponents own in an exile. And whenever Umbris or another nightmare or horror enters the battlefield under your control, target opponent exiles cards from the top of their library until they exile a land card. This kind oh, of yeah. just says, hey, build Ashiok Tribal, which I love <laughs> Ashiok. <Aashiach>. It's <laughs> yeah. my favorite planeswalker. So I'm here for Umbris, and I'm here to make my playgroup hate me and figure out how to blink Bajuca Bog as many times as possible. Very, um, very good. We are we are here for it. But the actual one I wanted to talk about from the set uh, is one that is getting a lot of talk. I think this with like a Helm of the Host is absurd. Toxril the Corrosive. Ah, Holy crap. The slug? Yeah. It is seven mana. It is seven mana. Yeah, so that's five colorless, uh, black, black. Legendary creature slug horror mythic. You can get it right now for 18 It's a 7-7 that you can run in Demir because it does have an activated ability. Demir sack a slug, draw a card. Here's the rest of the, it needs to go in my reading as much text as possible deck. (laughs) At the beginning of each instep, put a slime counter on each creature you don't control. Doesn't target, just each creature's getting a slime counter. Creatures you don't control, get a negative one, negative one for each slime counter on them. Whenever a creature you don't control with a slime counter on it dies, make a one-one black slug creature token. Tuck, I'm genuinely shocked it wasn't Golgari to sack a slug draw card. Yeah, I know it was kind of surprising, right? But they had to because I think if they would have put this in green, it probably would have got banned in Commander. It probably would have been too good. Doubling season,
1: parallel lives, like you'd be screwed. Everything, yeah. Uh, I think what, and we will be talking about this card, m- a little spoiler alert for you guys out there. This is not going to be the last time that you're going to hear this card talked about in depth, but not on this podcast. I think so. I think that the, I think this card's really interesting. I think it's really cool. I think this goes into the other deck, even if you want to build it, cause it is a horror. So there you go. I think honestly, all of the Demir, commanders legendary are all awesome because yeah, mine's the job. last one yeah. yeah so this one's really interesting i think people are going to try to build this it just sucks that it's seven right but at least it's a seven seven and there's yeah. a million ways to give things like that's close that's good enough you can give it evasion a million different ways and start bashing for commander damage that's all kind of makes it worth it and
0: that's also probably the other reason they didn't make it an old golgari because then you could probably get it out oh, by turn too fast. three yeah you gotta, yeah get it, and, th- and get then, then you, you just can't deal with it um yeah. so yeah no toxrail though I am going to put, put some pen to paper and figure out how do I build this, but it's weird because Demir was color that I really struggled with. But now right. I have two Demir decks, potentially a third. I have multiple Esper decks. I feel like I'm becoming Sir Nathan a little bit. You're, you're uncomfortable. You're turning it?
1: It's uncomfortable. Turn it into it. Wait, what are the two Demirs you have? The, uh, well I got zombies and I got Arani. A Arani, yes, of course. The budget one um nice well i'm also talking about demir guy as well all right the third one uh runo Stormkirk, kirk the colorless and demir that's a blue and a black for legendary creature vampire cleric he's a 1-4 flyer when he enters the battlefield put up to one target creature card from your graveyard on top of your library at the beginning of your library look at the top card of your library you may reveal that card if a card with mana value six or greater is revealed this way transform him and then on the back He's cross lord of the deep, a legendary creature, Kraken Horror that does look, in fact, totally Metal Man. Wowdy 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 wow. Uh that's a three-five flyer. And then when he attacks, create a tapped an attacking token that's a copy of another target attacking creature. If that creature is a Kraken, Octa Leviathan, Octopus, or Serpent, create two of those tokens instead. It's bonkers. I think that's I think we've been looking for like we call this a seafood commander, right? And I think this one is the most efficient for many reasons. One it's, it's not just mono blue. So you can do with the black, a lot more reanimator style things to bin. Those Krakens pull them out for cheap, um, black gives you a lot more removal, some better card draw. And the fact that this gives you something immediately when you come on, right? It enters the battlefield, you get to do something. And then when it on both sides, it does something pretty quickly, right? So that's why I think it's really interesting, especially in a three-drop package in Demir.
0: So the only complaint I have on this card is why do they have to make him a vampire?
1: Oh, yeah, it's stupid. Uh, I don't get it they, either. This
0: card literally has nothing to do with vampires. If anything, make it a human cleric. And then it's sure. like the humans calling the sea yeah. to like help. Uh, or hell, you could have even made just uh, done this as a chance to make it a god card um so god of god of the sea yeah yeah. god of the sea Neptune type thing
1: like that could have been cool and I was gonna say maybe the Stormkirk clan all are like water-based but no all of them are red and black so that doesn't make any (laughs) sense (laughs) so
0: that that is the one gripe I have with this uh everything else though it it is a good seafood commander I do read it though it seems like a lot of work it's a little busy. Uh, yeah, like because basically he ETBs. Uh you could put one thing from your graveyard on top of the library, right. but then basically from there you're done. Cause then it's just you get to that turn, yeah. You get to basically just look at no, because even in your next turns, you just look at the top, and but it has to be a mana value six or greater creature to even transform the storm curse. Sure. So you're gonna have to like put in all this top deck manipulation just to get the thing to transform. Then once you've transformed it, then I have to have some other Kraken, Leviathan, Octopus, or Serpent to then make copies of. Um, if I want to really like is, make it worthwhile, because he can't even copy I, himself.
1: Right. I think the three drop part of this is like good in like more of the mid to late game. So that you already kind of have an established mm-hmm. board, you're building up your thing, and then you can just plop them down for three, have them flip over, and then start bashing face the next turn. Yeah. That's how, that's how I look more at
0: it. Also, three, five weak sauce on the back end. Um, I just I think for all the work that you're putting in, this thing should at least be uh, if you want a bigger butt, like a a uh whatever the traditional, you know, eight, eight. It's an octopus split. Yeah. Uh, so th- there's a lot of design stuff. I don't like I love the idea. I
1: just you, just hey, don't, you um, think it um, might not be the, the more, juice may not be worth the squeeze yeah, on it. <laughs> more power to you if you can figure it out. Well, I know there's a guy who's look, a guy in our group, Ken, is looking to potentially build this, so I'm hoping that I'll be able to have some better research for you in the near future. All right. Well, guys, that wraps up our Crimson Vow
0: not-so-accurate set review. Uh, Tuck, as we were getting to the end of the broadcast, it looks like our camcorder battery is dying in our bunker. Uh, what do you think? Crimson Vow, and then I'm going to give you a floater, the Innistrad,
1: we're going to call it Block as a whole block uh i think that this this has more cards that are interesting to me than midnight hunt uh i think that there's more fun cards in here there's better commanders it seems like this one's a little bit more cohesive from what they're trying to do so i like this more than midnight hunt i think as a whole they painted they kind of painted themselves into a corner going vampires and werewolves specifically And I think that they probably did an overall very good job. If we look back at the sets that are released this year, I think personally, Caldheim is more interesting. Strixhaven's more interesting. I hate to say it, Forgotten Realms to me is a little bit more interesting than this. Uh, But this feels like a true, this one feels the most true like magic set. You know what I mean? Like it feels like a a product that before all the standard and different deck. Like you said, like the blocks are gone. No, they're back. Only sometimes I feel like that. This one feels like the most cohesive of like a magic product back to back. So a comment to that. The interesting thing with that whole thing that you just
0: said. I know that we've we've complained that we don't have blocks and, you know, true like stories and cohesiveness. But you just said you like Caldheim more. You like Strixhaven more. You like Forgotten Realms more. So it actually shows that you, even though you think mentally you like blocks you actually enjoy the standalones more because it sounds like all three of the standalone products you're like i found
1: those more interesting i just thought i thought the cards were. i just thought they had better cards i don't know <laughs> i can't i can't control that so uh it, but if i had to say <laughs> you know
0: from a crimson vow perspective uh overall it's it's a very interesting set there's a lot of cards i would like to get this is a yeah. set that I wish we were buying sealed product of because I think I'd probably come out better if I just bought a, bo- a booster box a, or two box, yeah. uh, versus the singles because a lot of my singles that I want are the three to seven dollars the ch- the, ch- the chase yeah yeah and so that stuff's just gonna get expensive and it, when you have uncommons going for three to five bucks that's where a booster box is probably gonna come out on top right right, uh, right. so I think that's hey props to to Watsy for creating a very solid all around uh. You know, standard set. Now, Mm -hmm. if we want to talk about the block as a whole, it was extremely disappointing. Uh, Uh, Vampires is the only thing that they consistently did throughout and did well. Zombies. This wasn't even supposed to be a zombie set, but zombies were better than the werewolves. Who were featured as, hey guys, finally this werewolves. Is, this, we finally figured it out. Yeah, exactly. So that that is extremely disappointing to me. Um, I think they hit and missed the mark. They hit the mark by having, you know, the initial one came out, crap ton of new mechanics. The supplemental set Crimson Vow comes out. We're carrying over some of those mechanics and giving you a few new ones. A couple new ones, um, sure. I yeah. like that because that creates more support for Daybound, Nightbound. But the fact that you didn't have a single werewolf precon, you really only had one legitimate werewolf legend of
1: note. Yep. Um, That now, so, and, and last thing on Tovlar, so now they've created the opposite problem where it's like, okay, if you're building werewolves, you have no incentive to play anything but him as a commander, right? So now all werewolves decks are just going to be him. Yep. (laughs) Unless you're trying to do like Morphon or something stupid like that. Yep. And so it's just, I, I was very
0: excited. And I think I talked about this at the beginning of the year. So it's almost been a year ago. Um, where I was very excited when they said, hey, Innistrad Part 1, Part 2. I was like, oh my gosh, we're getting blocks back. We're actually going to get cohesiveness. You know, it's like, right, you know, energy. Like, maybe, you know, this, whatever they come up with, this will have a chance. And then they just let us down. They just fell apart. <laughs> but guys, you have to remember, buy singles. Yes. Support your LGSs. Support CMD Tower. We are getting low on water. And you have to make sure to protect Exposed. And thanks for staying with us, and as always, remember to retweet, subscribe, follow, like, share, and place orders at cmdtower.com slash merch. Now, if you would like to support us directly, you can head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash cmdtower, with war tiers for all the budgets. There is a way that you, the Collective, can help. You can stay in touch with your MTG Action 4 news statement following us on Twitter, Facebook, and our website, cmdtower.com. You can communicate directly with your team at cmdtower at Mr. number 5 all spelled out except for the five. At Dear and at Big Tuck Tweeting. From your MTG Action 4 news team, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. See you at the wedding.